0: with candle art to spark trolls and charge tolls to cross worlds your bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest stores and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ore. a grand theft of elder scrolls simon's quest to toe and earl rocket shoes to every clue easter eggs and gaming news the potus need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot all shit and gaming and glitched control issues
1: english control issues yes yes y'all yes y'all yes y'all well this is control issues i am the am Side,
0: and this is a dub you can find us at control-issues.com you can also go to your podcast provider whoever that may be there are just so many you can look for control issues you can download it subscribe to it rate it review it give us five stars Head on over to twitch.tv slash controlissuespod, where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure, and bounce on over to Twitter, where you can go to at mycontrolissues, that's the handle, tweet at us, we'll tweet back. AMC,
1: how you living? I'm living well, see you two weeks off, had an unexpectedly busy Father's Day weekend. Uh, so had to nice like, <laughs> like like I had to celebrate like three Father's Days and Theo had a fever so it was just it was all over the place. Oh yeah, but we are back now. Adub, yeah, I'm doing well. Watching a lot of TV, get my workouts in. Enjoy. Yeah, I, heard, I heard you
0: finished finished a pretty important series in American television history.
1: In Japanese television history, yeah, uh, finished um, Dragon Ball Super. That mm absolutely amazing i'll say that uh if it concluded that way i mean you kind of implicated or you kind of indicated that there will be new episodes coming eventually down the line if they decide to pick up what's been going on in the manga but if it were to have ended with that fight and that conclusion i would have been perfectly happy just because it was so satisfying just to see that just that action and that that mastery finally showing up in a way where it was effective enough to you know stand up to the likes of Jiren I'll say.
0: <laughs> and Jiren then, who did like nothing the whole time. Just so he like was fresh and the ultimate beast of an opponent.
1: And then, yeah, just learning his backstory and then how like he was, he was he was he was he was part of the squad, but he kind of wasn't part of the squad because he exactly. he felt like he was better than the squad.
0: <laughs> the squad was just a means to an end.
1: Yeah. They worked it out in the end, and you know, yeah. no. <laughs> they
0: <laughs> like, they they found his heart. Goku found the heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then I just love like it's like that conclusion where it's like Vegeta and Goku back at that like mountain range in the middle of the desert, getting ready to, to handle business
0: <laughs> with their their classic fighting stances. Yeah,
1: as if they couldn't just destroy the Earth if they were to just go completely ham. You got to
0: fight. Got to train in your normal mode. It yeah. makes all your all your higher modes that much more powerful.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very happy with the uh, the way that they carried out. Like it's uh, how how would you compare it to the previous? Season? Would you say that this was your favorite of all the iterations of like you know Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT, or the Dragon Ball Z still hold a special place in your heart above it all? Where do you where do you stand?
0: super is the best dragon ball i've ever seen i'm looking forward to the next iteration of super because the manga is out of control
1: yes yeah and then i started up fire force and that's been absolutely kicking ass i can't wait to talk to you more about
0: that i love their world building and their lore in that their characters are outstanding it's it's an exceptional show with a very unique creative premise behind it so yeah that's an excellent one i'm glad you got into
1: yeah, how about, how about yourself? How's your week been? Your two weeks? Ugh.
0: These past two weeks, been hot as balls. So, you know, cranking this AC most of the time, which allows me to cut my my stereo up a little bit more when I'm watching movies and television. Been catching up on movies and television, watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think I cleared that in like a day. Because once I saw that first episode, I was like, oh. And then I got yeah I just... that,
1: that that uh that bar track. <laughs> 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 they brought him back. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that man. whole uh, that whole sequence with the um like flying, perfectly flying from helicopter to helicopter. <laughs> that was the shit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, good
0: oh. <laughs> so... Because it's it's yeah. dope like that because it's not it 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 takes. The superhero situation and puts it in a whole different light because Falcon's not really a superhero. He's just a dude with a wingsuit and a lot of training, uh-huh.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> like a jetpack and wings. So you know, he ha- he can do things and he has maneuverability that the normal man doesn't. But at the same time, he's still just a dude, yeah, and like. And at the same token, those dudes with the wingsuits and that whole sequence, it continues to show you that even the regular, the regular people villains in the Marvel world are still highly trained, have incredible resources, are incredibly capable. So it's not like you're just dealing with scumbags off the street like Spider Man just going on his daily rounds in the streets of New York. Like you're dealing with high level dudes that Fuck you up.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm, Yeah.
0: So that's dope. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier is awesome. And then I decided, you know what? I like that. I, I love WandaVision and the Marvel stuff. It just adds so much to the cinematic universe. Decided to start Loki. Yes. And I, first of all, just from the first few minutes of that, of the first episode, I was like, okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. it it was like yep this is a lock and sure enough just the more i watched the more i was like this is the best one that they've done so far i'm mad that i started watching it while it's only three episodes in because now i've i i got to wait each week for a new episode get
1: that that slow drip
0: (laughs) yeah but man it's nice to see loki back on screen my man my man todd hiddleston tom hiddleston i don't i gotta get his
1: name down again. It's been like a minute too since i've seen uh was it owen wilson on screen so that's like man yeah. owen
0: wilson is yeah. so good yeah like this is oh this is not an owen wilson that you're used to seeing this dude is i didn't even realize it was him for a while and i was like wait a second that's owen fucking wilson <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there are other characters in there that you're going to fall in love with. I mean, uh, they got my girl Gugu and Batu Bra in there. She's killing it. She took me by surprise. So, man, it's it's so good. I love what they're doing to expand the MCU. It's making the hype for the phase, what is it, phase four? These movies coming up that are going to be just, dude, like, if you're somebody who's enthusiastically consumed all 30 of the films from the past 10 years, as well as followed along with these additional series that are on a Disney+. Plus. I mean, I'm even going to check out MoDoc off your uh, off your recommendation. Yeah, I can't like, wait. <laughs> if you watch all this stuff and it's fresh in your mind, you have all the connections and just all the little inside jokes, all the running jokes, like, dude, phase four is going to be incredible. Marvel is just on a, a winning streak right now that I hope never stops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Watch all that stuff, you know, catching up, catching up on movies, watching just, you know, random movies. Netflix seems to have invested in a whole bunch of like action films and crime dramas and things like that. So I just watch, watching a lot of, you know, martial arts movies, watch Old Guard. Uh, I think there was a movie with like Lorenz Tate and Megan Good that I watched. Uh, See, Elijah Schlesinger has a movie, uh, good on paper. I want to watch that. Uh, let me see. Jesus and Mero is back. They've been back for about a week now. Watching that. Uh, <laughs> last week tonight with John Oliver. I'm watching that. Real time with Bill Maher. I'm watching that. I right, know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just laying on the couch, just putting in, <laughs> putting in that work. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, <laughs> none of that.
1: Let's get into a. What have you been playing?
0: Uh, not much, because as you guys know, I'm studying, trying to, trying to take that next step in my life, get to, get to a higher level, get to a little more freedom, get having a little more access, more resources. So gaming has, you know, taken a smaller role in my life for the time being. Hopefully I can get it back in a big way toward the end of the year, beginning of next year. However, I did take some time to move some things around uh, from my external hard drive and my console storage on the PS5. I brought over Red Dead Redemption 2, Rogue Legacy, Spelunky, because I want to keep nicking and scratching at that. Rogue Legacy I brought over just because I wanted to... It's one of those games, like, AMC beat it, and I'm like, man, I got to get back into this game. I want to beat it, too. So I finally brought it back over, and it's like riding a bike. back on that game everything feels familiar it's already have a ton of uh, persistent upgrades so I'm just building into that stockpile of you know buffs that are going to help me between each successive run got to play as the dragon a few times Mm. and yeah I have like two more bosses I need to clear until I can go through the gold doors but I need to get used to the game I'm still playing kind of fast and loose not really giving Given the game the respect it deserves, in order for me to be able to survive the circumstances it's thrown at me, so there's that. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Every so often, I like to fire that up because it's still one of the most beautiful games I've ever witnessed with my raw, naked eyes. And yeah, man, it's just the nuance and the, the, the dynamism. This animals running around. I ran over several rabbits while I was just riding into town get a strawberry and the, the mist and the fog rolls in people greet me i'm greeting them back pulling out my pistol i finally found out that uh you could double tap the holster button and he'll do like a, a pistol trick before he puts it back so i oh, my pistol around yeah. <laughs> so you know still learning new stuff but luckily i didn't i didn't get into any firefights or come across any like hostile random events there was a guy sitting under a tree just minding his own business i went up said howdy he just got up didn't say shit got on his horse and got the fuck out of there so i kind of respect his gangster on that level uh and i think that's about it for what i've been playing but amc what have you been playing
1: i have strictly been playing hades um that game is absolutely amazing. Uh, so there's a couple of things I uh, follow up on. I know last we discussed, I mentioned that um, the save, the same thing with Hades. Um, I had basically I was playing the game and then I had to stop. And when I restarted it back up, it like started me at the very beginning, um, where you like basically where you enter through like the um, it was like the bloodbath, <laughs> and you return back to the underworld no. um, from the scratch. And so I was like, oh, I didn't save my progress. What the fuck is this? So uh, people yeah. were, like. But then I learned that um, that you have to basically complete this stage that you're on. And then when you complete that 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 room, I guess, then it saves. And so if you quit in the middle of that match, it'll take it as you gave up and then it'll start you from the very beginning. So knowing that now, it's like, okay, I just got to quickly finish this room. And then once I kill all these enemies, then the game will auto save and then I can just pick up right where I left off. So that, that part is very nice. Um, so I played... You know, I feel like I might have gotten to the end of the game. Not sure. I haven't read anything about the game, but based on how far I got and who I was fighting, it seemed like I was near the end. Um, and I lost that fight and I have kind of taken a different approach to this game. So one of the things that happens as you're playing the game, uh, you eventually get a codex where you then get all these entries from enemies that you come across to every artifact you find to every weapon, to every guide and so on and so forth. All the NPCs, they're all in that codex and you learn more about the world and, and also your motivations through encountering uh, those, um, like items and characters. And so the more often that you interact with them, so the more runs that you do, um, it then tallies a number and then you do enough and it unlocks um, in addition to the entries on those characters and items. And so because that encourages some replayability. And so I've actually taken on, taking a different approach, which is as opposed to just trying to, I guess, mainline the game, you know, um, also a little more setup With this game, you get to, select your weapon before every run and so uh the more interactions you have with each weapon it also updates their codex and so i've basically just uh decided that i just i go every other weapon i um each run rather than focusing on one weapon that decides just the best um what they'll do is they incentivize you to choose a different weapon by giving a um i guess like it's a an an item boost a resource boost to that weapon so i'll get more souls we'll say and then those souls i can then use to purchase upgrades for my characters and so i can choose to just play with the better what we- the weapon i'm most comfortable with probably get a longer run but i won't be getting necessarily that resource boost with that and so i use that as a way to also one um have a little variety with each of my runs with a different weapon but then also to use different weapons so I can then uh, get a, a bigger entry and learn more about those weapons how it connects to the overall story and lore of that world uh, and so because of that some of the runs I have shorter just because I don't vibe as well with those weapons or I just haven't really taken the time to really get comfortable with them as opposed to like the other weapons that like I just got like these um these fists that remind you of like you know, the, the fists that Kratos has like those lion's heads
0: those Hercules uh, <laughs> yeah exactly <It's> Hercules line.
1: <laughs> yeah and uh it it's just absolutely amazing he, he he runs in you get like a dash strike and then if you hold down the strike um the just the regular attack button he starts throwing like combos <laughs> and if you have the right boost um you're basically staggering the enemy so they're not striking back so you're just comboing them up and then you can finish off with like your special attack and so it's a pretty good um combinations of attacks to uh, really get into the frame and get out with the dash. And because of that, that's the one that I have the most affinity towards. But um, I think there's still one more weapon to unlock uh, beyond that point, but yeah, just really enjoying it. It's a very fun game. Uh, All the gods that are there are very unique. They're fun too, as well. And just the, um, the dynamic, the chemistry between the gods, because they're all supporting me and yet they all don't get along and they all have their own, I guess, ulterior motives. So it's fun to just figure out what's really going on there. Other than this, this kind of bickering between father and son, that's like kind of like the, the larger narrative. So yeah, Hades is absolutely the shit. Um, it's fun to be like in a roguelike and to really like play with like different builds to see like which, which boons and boosts I want to take on to enhance my weapons and my uh different um abilities. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's an absolute uh, fun roguelike experience. I'll say a dub, but let's get yes. right into these topics of the week. Top topics of the week. So we got two weeks off a dub. You can lead off right here. What do you got?
0: Well, I mean, in the spirit of things opening back up, LA's opening back up. So, you know, your boy, A-Dub, I went out, you know, just testing the waters, went to my local bar. It was it was nice to see people out. It's nice to get a drink. You know, nice to, nice to go back to the gym, hit those bags. So in that spirit, I'm going to share a story with some employment opportunities because we know people are going to want to get back to work. They're going to want to you know, get back out there, work with their hands, make some money, put some food on the table. So Insomniac recently tweeted that they are hiring for several new positions because they're developing a new game. Yes. We don't know exactly what the game is just yet. However, based on some of the positions that are being advertised in order for them to fill, we can tell that this game, it's going to be multiplayer. Specifically, <laughs> specifically, they're they're looking for a creative director. So this person is going to define the vision and quality of all aspects of development for the game. The system designer, parentheses, multiplayer, oversees aspects of multiplayer features, mechanics, system designs, and more. Story lead is going to write the game narrative, including original treatments, stories, scripts, and more. Art director, visual effects artists. So, you know. We got Miles Morales, we got Spider-Man, we got Spider-Man Remaster, and we got Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. We're anxiously anticipating Spider-Man 2, so we've got this, maybe we have a mystery multiplayer game that they're working on in addition to a new Spider-Man, or maybe spider mans getting getting multiplayer mode and we get some, some Spider-Verse action going. You can have your whole squad playing a different Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hope so. But in in reality, being rational and conservative here, they're probably developing a whole new game that's multiplayer focused. It's going to have some narrative going on, so it's going to be exciting to see what Insomniac can pull off in that space. AMC, you know, any kind of speculation, any kind of any kind of uh, educated hype you want to have for this
1: no real educated hype um i so the i would think that this wouldn't be a spider-man thing only being that unless like it's for a different game but uh with miles morales you know coming out what last year uh i would assume that they've been already working on the next spider-man game for a little bit now uh so it'd be i don't know i don't know if this would be kind of later in the development cycle for the next spider-man game to then start implementing uh, to just start hiring for multiplayer aspects of it. But I'm not sure what the, you know, what the window is to get out this next Spider-Man game. You just assume with them getting out Miles Morales, not not too long after the release of um, Spider-Man, that they would want to have a new game within the next, like, you know, two years. So um, it'll be interesting if this is part of it, because that would be pretty hot to, you know, have peter parker and miles morales or maybe spider gwen all in the city all together you like three homies in that multiverse um so they could do some fun stuff there but um i mean to just see a completely new ip that would be really fresh as well To see them just do something completely different uh and focus that on a, in a multiplayer experience so yeah that's um i mean it'll be interesting to see what they can do there but i mean if anybody can do it you know insomnia can uh, for you personally would you like to see a new IP or would you be interested in seeing this like brought to the, the Spider-Man universe
0: as love as, as love as much as I love the role that they're on with the games that they're making I'm always up for a new IP especially when developers show that they're making growth and progress with the talent that they have so Spider-Man was a huge step forward for Insomniac I think that officially put them on a whole another level insofar as their development prowess. And then we get Ratchet and Clank, a Rift apart, which is, you know, just on its own. It's one of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen. It's taken advantage of the PS5 hardware with the whole dimensional Rift aspect of it. And yeah, man, it's just, they, they know, What their vision is, and they know how to attain that. So I want to see all the different ways in which that vision can be applied. So yeah, really hoping for a new IP of some sort, something very compelling and interesting. We'll
1: stay tuned. Um, Real quick, another question. Just uh, so, how do you feel about it being multiplayer? Are you one of those people that bristles at the idea of multiplayer? Are you kind of you okay with it? Like wait and see. Like you would rather like. Because I know there's that whole thing of like every game needs to be single player for some people. (laughs) But does that does that affect your opinion at all?
0: I mean, you know me pretty well by now. It's like the only multiplayer games I've really played to any great extent. Uncharted 2 multiplayer, Killzone 2 multiplayer, Overwatch, uh, The Division 2. And mm. yeah, so all those games, they brought something different. They brought something special to the table in one way or another. With Killzone, it was the shooting mechanics in general. Uncharted 2, it was a a gorgeous third person experience instead of the standard first person fair that we're used to. Overwatch, you know, squad base, crazy characters, blizzard artwork everywhere. And it just happened to be an amazing game. The Division two third person, open world, random dynamic events. It's it's more player versus environment, the PVP. So that was right up my alley. So if if Insomniac can do something along the lines of a a player versus environment kind of multiplayer experience, definitely gonna be all ears and seeing if that's something for me. Whereas if it's a purely online only like competitive deal, I'm probably just gonna look past it unless it's something truly competitive, I mean, truly compelling in the vein of an Overwatch. So you know, going to wait and see, you know, it's insomniac. So they have my trust, they have my support, and I'm sure that they'll more than likely put something on the market that I'm going to be interested in.
1: Yes. All right. Well, let's move into the next topic of the week. Next topic of the week. Uh, So two weeks off. So last we discussed, we pretty much covered Xbox's E3 conference, but there are still a few more directs. And the only one that I really wanted to hit, just because there are some highlights there, is that Nintendo Direct A-Dub. Because, you know, I'm always looking for my next game after playing Hades, and these are far off. Ah, Well, maybe one's not too far off, but we'll lead with the one that is far off. And that A-Dub, we had heard about it, but we hadn't seen it. And so now we wanted to know what's going on. And now that we got footage, A-Dub, we finally saw Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2.
0: Oh, yes, we did.
1: (laughs) So here's some details from IGN. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 will be released in 2022. This new trailer sees Link taking to the skies of Hyrule. As new floating islands have appeared on the map, we also get a glimpse of some of Link's new weapons and abilities, including a handheld flamethrower and a strange water-style teleport system that allows players to soar upwards through solid objects. That shit was high, He was like phasing. That was dope. <laughs> vision phasing through the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hyrule Castle has also found itself floating above the ground, and it looks as menacing as ever. Um. Yeah, this game looked dope. Uh, I'm liking the idea of the focus on verticality in this one. Because that was one of the first things that um, you're introduced to, at least in uh, Breath of the Wild, is you start out the game on this floating island. And that's when you're kind of in the tutorial phase of the game, like uh, the tutorial area, I'll say. And then, uh, yeah, you have your, your glider, and you eventually take that leap, and you leap off of the island and glide yourself down to the map and you just make your way through that world from that point on yeah i like this idea that they're just going to go vertical with the game as opposed to you know just dropping you back in hyrule uh and that way like each area will be very distinct because it is removed from the map and a lot of the abilities i'm assuming will you know contribute to that verticality so I, i like this this change or at least like this philosophy as far as uh, an approach to the game to make it a little more unique, but still within that world. What did you think when you saw it, A-Dubb?
0: First of all, Breath of the Wild, it it immediately looks gorgeous and stunning. You know, I've heard all the praise for the game, both internally here at Control Issues and externally out in the world. Uh, It came out with the same year as Horizon Zero Dawn. It was immediately... Loved and lauded as one of the best games of, I believe, 2017. So it's nice to see it coming back, especially so soon, and also being one of the few direct Zelda sequels. I think the only one, only other one I know of is Legend of Zelda: Two Adventures of Link, Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to hearing what people have to say about it. I hope to play it one day. I'm in no rush, but I'm glad to see it. I also want to point out, with it coming out in 2022, like how this is just one of the numerous bombs that have been dropped for next year, because let's look at it like this. We got Elden Ring in January. We got Starfield in November. We got Breath of the Wild 2, somewhere in between that. We got the next God of War somewhere in that mix. I believe we're going to have like Overwatch 2 somewhere in that mix. 2022 has already got almost half a dozen Game of the Year competitors just on paper.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like... and it's that we've had a little more time with the consoles now at this point. Because I know like a lot of people are looking at this year and it's that whole, you know, cross-gen thing. Like, oh, uh, like <clears throat> we're not really getting any good new games. But it seems like the, everything is kind of, as you we are saying, it's just lining up for next year to just be just banger after banger after banger.
0: <laughs> like, it's going to be one of those things where people are like, oh, well... The, the launch wasn't that great, but 2022 was one of the greatest games, I mean, greatest years in gaming history. Yeah. or <laughs> <laughs> right, It's going to be a lot of those. It's 2022, the best year for
1: games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Potentially.
0: <laughs> but we haven't had a year this great since, since 2018 with, Spider, with Spider-Man and God of War. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Spider-Man and God of War year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That but- was an awesome year. <laughs> Yeah, so there's uh there's definitely a lot of potential for uh for what we can get. Um, so there's another game. This one is actually coming out in 2021, A dub. We so we didn't get the much anticipated uh update for Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, well they did say that they're still working on that game, but you know, people are like, what's going on with Metroid? It's,
0: it's not vaporware. It yeah. still exists.
1: <laughs> so they let us know that they are still working on Metroid Prime 4, but you know. To hold us over, and I mean, that's understating what this is going to be, because I was super excited. They're, they are giving us a new Metroid game, and it's not, uh you know, one of those Metroid Forces games that, like, came out on, was it on the, the 3DS? <laughs> it was yeah. absolutely horrible. This one, A-Dub, is Metroid. Dread, 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 dread. Yeah. dread. So in this Metroid, you play as Judge Dread. <laughs> yeah, you take the drug, slow everything down. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: you don't play as Judge
1: Dread. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't
0: know uh, what it is. Obviously.
1: So here's a breakdown from IGN. Metroid Dread, the first truly new this is special 2d metroid game in roughly 19 years will be available on nintendo switch on october 8th 2021 Mm. it features 3d graphics from a 2d perspective and a darker horror vibe metroid dread is a direct sequel to 2002's metroid fusion and concludes the five-part saga that that began the original metroid on nes and Metroid Dread, oh, wow. Damus Aran heads to a mysterious remote planet and is haunted by EMMI robots, or I guess Emmy robots, all while tra- uh, trying to overcome the dread that is plaguing the planet. The dread, 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 dread. The chaos. Yeah. <laughs> so this is awesome. Um, yeah, one we've been seeing, I guess, off the hills of what I guess is um, – Octopath Traveler, this 2D, 3D thing, more developers are starting to play around with it. And I love the idea that they went back to the the origins of Metroid, which is that 2D perspective. We've we've gotten some great uh, Metroidvanias as of recently with like, you know, Guacamelee and uh, other games that have just come out with the name of them all. But um to have like, I guess, the originator come back because we're I, until Konami gets their shit together, it seems like Metroid's <laughs> the only one that can do it as far as that Metroidvania title goes. And so, yeah, it's nice to see them, see that return to form. I mean, how did you feel about that?
0: I was extremely impressed. I was a little taken aback when they said that it's been 20 years since the last 2D Zelda because I really felt like Metroid Other M was 2D, but uh, after being told what was what online. It was quite clear that it was not. But yeah, it it looks great. I'm loving these robots. And I also like the suggestions of some of the stealth elements that you're going to have to utilize in order to uh, evade them as they're patrolling the corridors that Samus has to explore. Uh, it, It looks great. It's bringing some new ideas to the Zelda space. I'm enjoying that Samus finally gets a conclusion to her her main story arc and then we can go off and do other Samus stuff in the future. So yeah, man, overall that, that was a pleasant surprise from the Nintendo direct. It was easily the highlight of their direct for me. Like, don't get me wrong, breath of the wild two That is a substantially massive deal. It's just, eh, it, it doesn't really do anything for me. I haven't played the original, so don't shoot the messenger, but other M it's, it's always good to see new Metroid. I'm a sci-fi head, so I always have a soft spot for any new sci-fi that's on the horizon. And yeah, man, really looking forward to seeing what that's going to be like. AMC, you've expressed interest in getting that, so a is going to want to hear all about
1: it. Yeah, I am loving... Um, I can't think of the other games, but uh, this announcing a game and by the way it will be out in a few months like there was another game in e3 that they did that that was also announced in that same way um just can't come to my my brain at this moment but yeah like i i maybe it was uh was it gardens of the galaxy is that coming out this year yeah yeah and so yeah, I I,
0: i think in the same month either september or october
1: yeah so i love this idea of like We there's not no real big buildup for like years and years. Like it's just like here you go, here's this game, and you'll have it within a few months. So I like that Nintendo took that approach, at least for this game, while we wait for Prime Four. Yes. But let's get into the next topic of the week. Topic of the
0: week. So normally we hear control issues. We don't like to deal in rumors and speculation unless it's our own. However, this one is is a bit substantial, and I didn't mention it to you in the pre-show because I just thought of it while you were talking about it. So I decided to pull up the article on IGN being reported by Joe Scrabbles, where we have a rumor, and it says that EA will reportedly reveal a fan-favorite series revival at EA Play Live in July. So while this in itself is a rumor, it contains another rumor which has your boy A-dub on pins and needles. That being that this fan-favorite series revival is going to be a reboot of Dead Space. Space, space, space. (laughs) Dead, dead, dead. (laughs) Oh, man. So... Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, we won't spend too much time on this because, again, it's just a rumor. and There's no real point in digging in. However, on the off chance that this happens to be anything Dead Space related, I'd even, I'd take a Dead Space trilogy remaster, you know, call it a day. Thank you, EA. You're, you get a pass this year. <laughs> we'll be talking shit about you for the rest of the year. But um, if it's a reboot, that gives me mixed feelings. One, excited. More Dead Space is good, Dead Space. Insofar as I'm concerned, Dead Space one of my favorite franchises of all time. It blends action and horror and science fiction together as it tells the story of Isaac Clarke, you know, dealing with the necromorphs as they infested the USG Ishimura and then later infested the sprawl and then later infested <laughs> the planet where the marker was found that set them loose. So, yeah, man, it's. I'm always down for Dead Space. However, with it being a reboot and with EA no longer having visceral or should I say EA EA Redwood chores as a studio, obviously this is gonna be put into hands that have not been placed upon the Dead Space franchise before. So if it is a reboot, I would hope they would keep enough of the game that would preserve the magic that made Dead Space what it is. Uh, at the same token, I would hope they just wouldn't reboot, just rematching that shit because it would be very easy to mess it up, especially if they try to introduce new ideas or take away from too many of the existing ideas that make Dead Space what it is. I mean, AMC, how do you feel about these rumors? Do you, do you think they're unfounded? Do you think we need to just cool our jets?
1: What's on your mind? I mean, I'm I'm excited at the idea of it just because EA has seemingly they you know they they're on a I'm not going to say a hot streak, but as far as where they were. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they Anything did. is a hot streak compared to where they were. <laughs> yeah. And just the idea of like, if they were even to say dead, we're doing a dead space game and it's being developed by respawn. I mean, that's the excitement mm. there is already like, like that's where if they were going to do something new, if they said it was in the hands of respawn, I would feel comfortable in those hands. Um, and then just the idea of, what you could do on these consoles because that game was all about you know just cutting up like these aliens and uh,
0: and then picking up the pieces and throwing them back
1: <laughs> yeah and so like what we've seen from a game like Control just like how they can just take all those those particles and like just work that into the gameplay then being able to just chop an enemy in half on on a PlayStation 5 i couldn't imagine um really like how in depth like those how that could play into certain enemies even then how then how specific and detailed they can get with like enemies weak points and just like how they could cover them up to make them their strengths and things on those lines and the different weapons they could use to then you know saw them up um yeah that would be completely awesome but i mean they did so well um ea being that The legendary edition of Mass Effect ended up doing so well that maybe they see that as a sign like, hey, there's still love. We have these franchises that there's a lot of love for and, you know, they might have ended on a sour note for some people, but there's a way that we can bring them back and remind people that you know, that Roy Jones, y'all must have forgot. Mm -hmm. And then
0: motherfucker, I'm (laughs) Roy.
1: Yeah. And then you do that, you remind people how good, you know, those first two Dead Space games were. And then based off of that, now that we're a little removed from Dead Space Three and, you know, some of the backlash that was there and people to realize, hey, you know what? Dead Space Three wasn't as bad as we thought it was in a la what um Mass Effect three, then I feel like then you can jump into a new Dead Space game and really have that audience back where it was at its like you know at the peak of its hype, and so uh, yeah, I think that if anything, I'm really hoping that this story is true because that's an that's an easy way for EA to do some goodwill for you know its loyal fans.
0: Now the primary rumor is just that they're working on an established IP. So with that in mind, coupled with you know the 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 reputation EA has as being a studio slash franchise killer. Can you think of any other established IPs that have died under EA that you would want to see revived?
1: Um. Oh man. Uh,
0: because I'm I'm looking. I think I think there's one at least for me. But yeah. I'll let you go first.
1: No, nah, I just I you know you can go with that one because I have to think about all the games that they can do.
0: Well. If I had to pick any game for EA to revive, I think I would have to go with The Saboteur.
1: Oh, yes, was that the game that was like black and white?
0: Yeah, it was black and white because there was Nazi occupation in France. It's yes. black black white and this contrast with the red. And, okay. You know, that, that was all third Reich symbolism and iconography. So, Take all that, and then as you're liberating the zones, you're returning color and life and freedom to the region. Uh, the game, made by Pandemic Studios, who are now no more, I believe some of the old members have moved on to other studios, probably started at another studio of their own, something to that degree. But overall, especially for being a PlayStation 3 game it was surprisingly well made, had a lot of great mechanics, tons of content with the vehicles, the weapons, the stealth, the upgrades. Like you would just become this dude who could like execute Nazi soldiers in broad daylight in front of each other and they would be none the wiser. You could, you could put on clothing with disguises. They even had it to the degree that if you if you killed somebody by shooting them, their clothing would be more of a giveaway because it would be damaged and have bloodstains. So you would wanna try to kill someone quietly so you could take clean clothes and then you could blend in, get across checkpoints, had a good compelling story, lots of very interesting and, and well, well-voiced characters. So if there was anything being revived by EA, my vote, you know, I would love to see more Dead Space, but given, you know, there's been a lot of demand for a Dead Space remaster, a Dead Space trilogy, and EA has just been like, nah, son. So if they're going to turn their attention anywhere other than Dead Space, I would like to see the tour come back.
1: I see. Yeah, that was, uh, I think you maybe showed me some of that game, or I just remember like, old, just gameplay trailers from it, but. That game absolutely looked, um, it was a great concept. It looked absolutely awesome.
0: You can climb everything. You run it across the rooftops. You got stealth. It's like, <laughs> it was like a, Assassin's Creed, Nazi Germany. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yes. Um, you know, like, I'm just like flipping through. Ooh. Okay. So I'm, I'm just flipping through games that uh, EA did. You know, uh, the first one that came to mind was because I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, Knockout Kings. That, that game was dope. Um, oh, shit.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But um Fight fight, Night (laughs) uh, Fight Night Bring Back Fight Night. Yeah, so that one was absolutely awesome. But uh I also saw that I didn't realize that they published uh you ever play Freedom Force? It was like I played it on PC. I don't even know if it came to consoles, but uh it was like a like a top-down game where you could do like um like you can make it turn based or you can just like have the action <laughs> make
0: it yeah you can be turn based <laughs> yeah. or the action
1: could just be like just straight up like action um and it was like a point and click game but it was all superheroes and they had like all these superhero abilities and what was great about the game was uh you like have these battles where you could like literally like knock people across the map you can destroy the building so there are destructible environments and it was like that isometric like um i guess angle view and but you could also zoom in and like get right up like third person behind because on pc mm. so everything's like point and click uh and it was just a very fun game and um kind of like one of like like an og superhero game that wasn't that wasn't original ip that wasn't like you know marvel or dc and so um absolutely love that game um I, I remember really playing it like a shit ton because i at first just played the game and then there was a way to um download like uh user-created skins and so people basically just created marvel and like dc characters (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i would just download like magneto and then you could even then you can mix and match uh with character creation you can mix and match abilities so people would you could literally download the character and then download the skill set which would be like basically taking what abilities Magneto would likely have and just put it on that created character. And so I remember just for days just downloading characters and uh, then matching the abilities to those characters and then just playing out my game with like Iron Fist or Spider-Man and so on and so forth. Um and so yeah, I remember Freedom Force is absolutely amazing and if they brought that back but to the console space, that would definitely light my world up. So yeah, Freedom Force, baby. Bring it back, EA, if you know what's good for you.
0: I'm looking at screenshots and <laughs> there there's a lot of meat on those bones. Mm-hmm. They could they could really make something special out of out of the foundation that is Freedom Force. So I would also give that some support. Yes. Uh looking at some comments on this. Uh, A new Dead Space would be awesome. Someone said Madden 10 through 15 remastered collection. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said fingers crossed for a Road Rash revival. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not sure if we can trust EA with reviving Dead Space. Let's see, what else we got? Personally, I'm hoping for Spore. Another guy says Peggle 2 remastered Spore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I'm say, if it's not NBA Street or SSX, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got a lot of a mixed opinions and mixed feelings going on there. So hopefully we see something that most people can enjoy come EA play next month. But let's De- get dead space to our- oh my god if they if they do the thing they're supposed to do (laughs) it's just make dead space give me dead space 4 give me a dead space reboot give me a dead space trilogy remaster for current gen consoles not last gen consoles we'll be fine but let's get into our next Next topic topic of the the week. week top topic of the week
1: yeah let's see uh you know you can take one and then this one is going to be a long one that i'll do so you can do one more if you got one lined okay up.
0: well i wanted to circle back to breath of the wild 2 because we have a it, this is a quick one but just a little additional information from nintendo in that for the time being they're not revealing the name of breath of the wild 2. Specifically what they're saying is, as for why we're holding back on the name, you'll just have to stay tuned because obviously Zelda names are kind of important. Those subtitles, they start to give little bits of hints about maybe what the game's going to be about. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be shorthand and it's natural for people to want to find a shorthand way to frame it. We're still calling it the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And I, I get where they're coming from in this respect because let's think back to the various Zeldas from the past. I mean, we have Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, which dealt heavily with going, but it wasn't necessarily A Link to the Past, but it was more like traveling through dimensions and you would go to one world and you could affect things in another world, sort of like how time travel would work. Um, You had Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, which depended heavily on Majora's Mask. You had Ocarina of Time, where a big gameplay element was the Ocarina. Uh, you had Skyward Sword, where a big element was motion controls, and using that sword, Skyward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Breath of the Wild that kind of gave you hints about being in a open wild, breathing world. So yeah, I see where they're coming from with this, and it's, it's actually quite endearing to be reminded of this tradition of how Zeldas are named because that it it helps bring back the memories when you hear that name and it just reminds you of that core mechanic or that that core hook that makes that particular Zelda what it is like, AMC, how do you
1: feel about this? Yeah, no, I I love absolutely every bit about that. What you're saying, like the one core mechanic and two, because these games are all seemingly connected, you can, if you just look at, there's a crazy Zelda timeline and you just see how the games are very much like a Tarantino movie where they has jumped to different points in time. um, And if you look at the larger narrative, they all connect in some way. And so um, being that like, just, giving out the name of the title, you can kind of pinpoint what happens at this point based off of what happens after this point. And so um, with that, like it does make sense that they would want to hold on and, you know, keep that tightly wrapped. And I I, I think that's uh, also enjoyable because we've seen a lot about this game, but that means that there's probably a lot more that we don't know about. that There's still left to unveil, which is absolutely awesome because um, yeah, you, you hope that this, this game isn't just a sequel. It's another full-on Zelda game uh, that that stands on its own. And so because of that, this holding back the title makes me believe that there's going to be a lot more to this game than just a sequel.
0: Yes. But let's get into our next topic of the
1: week. Top topic of the week. A-Dub, we got May NPD. Day, 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 day. So we got the 20 best-selling games of the month in the USA. A-Dub. Number one, oh, it's a new game. Oh, it's a Capcom game, A-Dub. Uh, this being there. Resident Evil Village, 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 Village.
0: At least it's a new game.
1: Yeah, uh, doing well. I guess people are loving uh, the new character, the um, the nice and, um, was it the vampire woman? <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah. um, So yeah, the game's doing well. Number two on the list, dropping from the number one spot, but still holding on strong. Oh, this dropping, 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 dropping like it's hot, dropping like it's hot. MLB the show dropping like it's hot. Yeah, number Uh, two Those Game Pass sales. (laughs) Yeah, the Game Pass. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah. Game Pass. I guess even with it being on Game Pass, the game is still selling well enough to to hold on to that number two spot on the the PlayStation. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly Nobody's buying it on Xbox Nobody buying anything on Xbox <laughs> Number three from the number two spot Drop down only one slot holding on Strong, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War There we go Number the, four the homie,
0: the homie Bob told
1: me that he plays Call of Duty Oh, yeah I, You know, everybody plays, Um, what is it, Warzone? Yeah uh, So, yeah, I'm w- That was like one of the smartest decisions to put out a free-to-play Call of Duty game because everybody's playing that game while also apparently still buying games. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Number four, new Pokemon Snap. Number five, Mortal Kombat 11. Number six, still selling well for some reason. Mario Kart 8, well, not for some reason. That game is amazing. Number seven, only dropped, actually moved up one slot from number eight last month, that being A-Dub Returnal. People people still buy it, I guess. I guess they're well.
0: Well, it's not so much that they're over the save thing. It's that one of the more recent patches has a reputation online for making the game easier, according to how people interpreted the patch notes. <laughs> now <can you>? oh. <laughs> so now, now that it's easier, it's like oh, okay. I guess I got an hour.
1: I can I can come outside again. <laughs> they're waiting. At, they're waiting at the window. Like, can it, yeah. is it safe to go outside?
0: It, it either needs a save or it <laughs> needs to get easier. <laughs> and it yeah. needs to not be seventy bucks. I think it's fifty dollars now. So if, uh, you're okay. waiting, if you're waiting for the price to come down, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now you have no excuse. It's not seventy dollars anymore. So, yeah, stop your
1: belly, bitch. All right, number eight, Animal Crossing New Horizons, nine, Minecraft, and ten, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I'll just re- list off the rest: uh, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, mm. Super Mario 3D World, mm. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It takes two, baby. Nice, let's get this selling. Bio Mutant, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla. Are you done with Bio Mutant, by the way?
0: Nah, I was doing a bunch of side content and then I decided to, to better my life. So <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yeah. I put it I put it on the back burner. Not that playing BioView was any kind of detriment or downgrade of my life. I was very much enjoying the game. But I decided to put it to the side. It actually got a, a couple of patches where they addressed some of the some of the player criticisms of the game. Like I, one criticism I had when I saw the initial trailer was like you're riding a mount." you jump off the mount, you're in combat, and then your mount is just standing there while all this shit is happening. Like, weapons are passing through them. So one of the things that they fix in the patch is that your mount's going to leave or run for safety when combat's happening around them. You know They're they're listening. They're doing little quality-of-life stuff, fixing bugs, you know, tweaking the loot system so that it's more rewarding and more diverse. So yeah, man. THU Nordic they're really taking care of by I look forward to getting back to it. I'm 100% gonna complete that game. This is, you know, gotta take a hiatus, gotta do my grown man thing.
1: Nice. All right. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla at 16, Monster Hunter Rise, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm. And then last on the list, a dub. And you know what? I have some notes on this. And still, <laughs> moving back onto the list. The what? Game- days gone (laughs) oh here we go here's the uh the the blurb from matt piscatella um days gone was the 20th best-selling game of may 2021 after placing 247th in april days gone was released on the pc platform via steam on may 17 2021 2020 Uh, 2021 so yeah um you see, I guess you see why Sony is starting to put out their games on, you know, on PC. How do you feel about that? I know that there's this like, there are some PlayStation gamers that are like, our, our games should be exclusive. We have this, this exclusive club and they should be nowhere other than on PlayStation consoles. Do you have any opinions about Sony releasing their games on PC?
0: Well, so far, the games that they've released on PC have been out for several years and they also have been on last gen hardware. So if that's, if that's the price you're willing to pay to not get a PlayStation, then by all means, be my guest. I want to play these games on day one, and PlayStation is the only place to do that. And judging by the precedent of the games that have appeared on PC, it's going to continue to be the place to do that for at least a few years. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna wait, <laughs> I'm not gonna build a PC. So, so far PlayStation continues to take care of my needs and as long as it continues to be, you know, old, older games and or games that were on like last gen hardware. So, you know, if we, if we get to the point where we start seeing PlayStation 5 games on PC, I would like that to be when PS6 is in the house. Yeah, but who knows you know they got to make their money they got to do what they have to do and if if the trends are upward in so far as what pc sales do for some of their exclusives then you know it's they got a business to run i really don't give a shit just as long as they continue to use their first party talent in order to yield some of the best games ever made
1: yeah i mean it kind of a follow-up to an older story that we did um with uh you know there was a I think it was Jason Schreier or somebody put out that story that like Sony basically put the kibosh on a days gone too. And, you know, if, you know, giving a second life to these games, you see like if days gone does well on PC, maybe we see certain games that, you know, weren't maybe blockbuster hits right out the gate on, you know, on the Sony console, then do well on PC might give, you know, Sony some push to then, you know, continue with certain games that people were fans of, but maybe, you know, didn't have that, that splash that Sony had expected right out the gate. So, you know, maybe breathe a little new life into these games that might, might be forgotten for, you know, the, uh, we only do blockbusters.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be very interested in seeing the mods for Days Gone on PC. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that people put together mods where like, tummies are, are coming at you in horror to like or like just all yes. of di- like the entire Marvel universe is coming after you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Marvel zombies. Turn be- the
0: turn the brutes into like all the different hulks and abomination.
1: Oh uh, yes, sure. that'd be awesome. Shoot me in the chest. Here's a uh, a note for Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil Village generated the highest launch month sales of any 2021 release. And after one month in market, the title ranked as the second best-selling game of 2021 to date. Resident Evil Village was the best-selling game of the month on both PlayStation and Xbox platforms. So let's get right into the top... T- top 10 best-selling games of the year so far. Number one, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number two, Resident Evil Village. Number three, still holding on, MLB The Show. Oh. Four, Super Mario 3D World.
0: Goddamn.
1: Five, Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Six, still selling Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. What? seven outriders game pass didn't ruin it yes uh eight mario kart eight oh. <laughs> assassin's creed valhalla and 10 minecraft <laughs> Still minecraft
0: <them>. back
1: <laughs> yeah uh let's go into the uh top five for each console uh nintendo top five number one new pokemon snap mario kart eight assassin oh not assassins animal crossing new horizon that's way
0: different
1: super mario 3d world and super smash bros ultimate number five uh, top five on the playstation platform number one resident evil village 2 mlb the show call of duty black ops cold war number four returnal and number five marvel spider-man miles morales and then uh, we have PlayStation 5, not PlayStation 5, we have Xbox platforms, <laughs> top five best-selling <laughs> games. Number one, Resident Evil Village. Two, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Mortal Kombat 11. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And number five, A-Dub. I guess people are buying it because that is MLB The Show 2021.
0: Oh, you that football fix on the American console. Yeah.
1: Um, and then... Let's see. The Switch was the best-selling system. Both unit and sales and dollars spent, whatever. Uh, so Switch best-selling console of the month. And that's all I got for NPD dub And that's all I got for today. So you take it away from here. What do you have in the next topic of the week? Top Topic of the
0: week? I guess I'll get into the big one. We got some details about an upcoming game. We got some information about Elden Ring. Yes. Yes. Hidetaka Miyazaki did an interview after the just glorious reveal of Elden Green gameplay and that Beautiful trailer that a will probably be watching later today just because I need to refresh my memory. But yeah, I'll just get right into it because there's actually quite a bit of information here and we might want to talk about some of these points. Uh, I'll just hit the main bits. There will be no resurrection mechanic. So unlike in Sekiro where you can come back to life in the right circumstances, you won't be able to resurrect an Elden Ring. However, there will be a couple of elements designed to keep players moving forward. Uh, there's less of an emphasis on the stamina bar in Elden Ring. It's there, but it appears that it's going to be less of an inconvenience and it'll respect your time more because you don't like to run out of juice when you swing your sword. <laughs> uh, Elden Ring stealth will be relatively simple. Uh, most FromSoft games have some rudimentary level of stealth, Sekiro having the greatest amount. So it'll be interesting to see how that manifests within the sprawling open world of Elden Ring. Uh, The game will have around 100 skills in total. Miyazaki says you're free to build your character with different weapons and equipment. You're free to learn magic as well. There are cases in which you can buy them at stores or learn them from NPCs, but generally they are hidden throughout the game's world for the player to discover through exploration rather than unlocking them through a skill tree as in previous titles. That's a big deal because not only are you getting the reward of exploring an unseen region defeating a boss maybe getting some gear but you're also going to be getting a skill on top of that a skill that maybe you could buy but you know it's all like it's always going to be something special when you find that skill or that or that spell that you couldn't buy it's like oh, about to unleash <laughs> <laughs> oh man it, like just the feeling of finding that game changer. <laughs> Something like, oh, I, or, or that thing like you don't see its initial value at first and then you try it out like, oh shit, this just changed everything for me. <laughs> uh, next item says, you'll be able to customize and craft items on the go. So Miyazaki says, you can customize and craft items on the go by using materials that are found in the world don't know if that means we're going to be picking flowers and, and skin and pelts <laughs> you think we're going
1: to be foraging amc um i hope so if anything that would be absolutely i mean if you're going to take advantage of the full open world i don't know if you're going to be foraging necessarily but maybe um things that you'll pick ups that you'll get from maybe uh, vanquished enemies things along those lines that might be a thing but it would be interesting to see if there is a point where you like you hop off your horse you, you gather some plants. <laughs> then a fucking giant wolf runs out the
0: tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I think a game like Elden Ring can really do the foraging for resources mechanic a whole lot better than any other open world game has done to this point because they have these supernatural and horror themed elements where there could be some resources in the open. You go there and it's like a trap. Or it's like something comes out the ground and grabs you and pulls you in the
1: ground. <laughs> yeah, it's like that oasis that ends up being a mirage. But also with uh, on top of that too, with the they've already mentioned that there is a dynamic day night cycle. So even knowing that maybe some resources you can get during the day and some that you can only get when it's dangerous at night and things along those lines, like there's, yes. there's many uh, approaches that they could do from this crafting perspective.
0: And I also like to see a game where there is like packs of wild animals in the forest but like if you have a certain spell or even if you have a torch like you can walk through but you'll see the eyes following you and you'll see like some of the the closest animals kind of lit up by the light mm-hmm. but you're moving and just that perimeter of threats is following you as you're making your way through it like just waiting for their opening they can rush you oh, yeah but, like just to to see that kind of movement and detail while you're just doing something mundane and routine, it brings the world to life. It brings, it makes that threat more
1: realistic.
0: Like you're, you're not just exploring, you're surviving even if it's just by, you know, lighting your path.
1: And what these games do really well too, that, um, you know, the Souls games have done well is that the world is for the most part available to you. It's just, are you strong enough? To venture out. And so with that, like the resources, the better resources are farther out in the world, but can you take on the enemies that are going to be, you know, around those resources. And so that's like a level of like risk reward that you'll have to take on as you're playing the game. Mm -hmm.
0: So continuing on, they said, there are also more resources to recover health on the way as you'll be fighting for a longer time than before. Uh, The key word, I think, is retention and retaining sense of progression. So we wanted them to keep going to keep that flow as they explore and they journey through the map. Uh, Next item says spirits will be a collectible element that can also help you in battle. So, this one's going to need some clarification because I, I feel like people saw the trailer, like myself. They saw certain elements of the trailer, jumped to some conclusions based on what we know about from soft games, and just left it at that. Uh, there's a portion of the Elden Ring trailer where you see the main character has blue phantoms that are in battle fighting with them, taking on other enemies. Of course, you know, Souls fans, anybody who knows a bit about Souls games would think, oh, those are summons. The game lets you summon people to come help you. It does do that. However, those were not player summons. Those were collectible spirits. And let me see what Miyazaki says. He says there will be a large variety of them and they're a nice collectible hidden element. What these are are the spirits of defeated enemies that the player can use as allies in battle. So they offer a lot of different strategic options, but also the player might find that they just like a certain enemy attacking along with them. A certain summon pleases them aesthetically. So there's a lot of strategic strategic and a lot of personal touch to these summons, and we hope players will also enjoy discovering their own progression elements as well. So it's quite a bit there, even though it doesn't sound like it. So number one, you're, you got this Pokemon like element where you're defeating enemies and you're collecting them. Some people might think this makes the game easier because you you basically have AI summons in the game. However, you still got to beat the enemy to get the summon. So there's a there's a little gate there. And at the same token, I highly doubt they're going to be these invulnerable, omnipotent phantoms that can just deal with anything that's in front of them. Eventually, your phantom's going to get destroyed and you're going to have to finish the fight on your own. Don't know if the phantoms get replenished or anything like that. However, it does note that there's gonna they're going to have their own progression elements. So is that, are the phantoms going to be able to get leveled? Are they going to are they going to change their appearance? I don't know. I'm one of those dudes. It's not going to be a strategic thing for me. It's definitely going to be more of a personal touch, especially if they have something like a like a big wolf that I can have following me around in the game world, fighting with your boy. AMC,
1: how do you feel about this, I mean, I'm always a big fan of minions in video games, you know, like just going straight up with the witch doctor when we were playing Diablo. Like whenever there's a a character that can summon, that's always one of my first choices Just because I love the idea of um, one, being able to, if you're taking on enemies, uh, like kind of like persona where you're taking on the, the souls and then making them part of your squad, that's always a fun thing because, you know, A lot of times if you just play enemies and you defeat them and there's no real love for those characters, but then if you're able to convert them, then there is almost like an affinity towards certain enemy types as opposed to just that tough battle it's now one of the homies and uh very very much like goku and building his bonds or yes. his, his trust as they teach us in dragon ball super
0: got frieza and, on the team
1: yeah okay yeah, he's like yeah like frieza's looking at him like questioning like questioning him and he's like really up until now you you really don't know you really don't think that i'm you think i'm gonna go back on my word <laughs> and, and then frieza's like yeah you're right <laughs> so yeah um yeah, yeah even after all the damn
0: double crosses and all that chicanery <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> still gave him life, didn't even have to use a wish on him
1: yeah, and so um yeah the uh just having that as an option and then even like. I, they, they probably won't do this, but what would be fun is, like, you know, in other Souls games, you're able to invade other people's games. Well, if you were able to invade somebody's game in this one or somebody comes to invade yours and say you took out their spirit, it'd be awesome if you can then summon that character as they came in when they came to fight you or whatever. So, mm-hmm. like, if I came into your game, tried to, like, you know, take you out and say I took you out, then I could then summon your, I guess, your ghost um, and then that ghost would just fight along, like whatever you had equipped on that character at that time would be that version of the ghost. That would be a fun mechanic to add as part of, like, you know, the multiplayer aspect. But
0: you know, that would be dope. But you know, people are gonna abuse the hell out of that and just let each other kill each other so they can get the spirit.
1: I mean, yeah, people are gonna abuse it one way or another. But uh, if that would be the what would be good is if the only way you can really make it work is if you couldn't choose who you're going into. Because then, uh, yeah, then that'd be the way that we overly take advantage of it. But yeah, um, they could do some fun things with this. I love being able to summon uh, enemies or just summon characters in general. And so that's going to be a a fun mechanic to add on top of what we've come to expect from Souls games.
0: I like this mechanic most because it incentivizes taking on tougher enemies because it's not only just a means to get Loot. Like normally you just get the loot and you're like, all right, fuck that enemy. I'm never gonna fight him again. Or or you farm it, who knows? But with this, it's like there are enemies that normally people would avoid. However, being able to capture them and use them, it's like, okay, I need I need to bring some big guns into this new region. Let me go take this dude out, get that spirit, summon them. Then I'm just walking through. So yeah, it's it's a motivator, and it's also kind of like. Having a living trophy walking beside you. Like, could you imagine in playing Dark Souls with this mechanic and beating one of the Black Knights early in the game, taking that with you?
1: with them walk- glowing eyes
0: <laughs> Yes. so there, there are even more details about Elden Ring that have come from the Miyazaki interview. There are a lot of tidbits about the game world itself. So while it is an open world, there are going to be six distinct regions and each of those regions is gonna have their main dungeon. There's also gonna be like catacombs and castles and fortresses. And there's gonna be a hub area that you'll get access to later on that'll allow you to go between all the different regions. Although you can attack the, the regions in any order that you wish, there's going to be an obvious order that you need to attack them in, and you know you won't be able to explore everything at the outset. So that says to me that you're probably going to unlock mechanics and possibly equipment, or just unlocking certain regions, or you know getting keys and things that'll give you access to different areas. So little bit of Metroidvania-ish stuff going on there. Overall, very excited for what I'm hearing about Elden Ring. Again, this is coming out January 2022. And you see how do you feel?
1: Yeah, um, after reading, especially a lot of the lore that was going into this game, that's where it really put me in. Um, you know, one of the things with the Souls games is, you know, the, I guess, lack of story and more focus on maybe like world building. Um, and then kind of then finding your space within there or like, once you understand a little more what's going on, you can kind of like understand your motivations a little bit. Um, and so reading about this game in that interview um, and you really didn't see the impact of George R. R. Martin, why you hire him and what purpose he played in it. Like he wasn't sitting there, you know, looking at like the gameplay and like, now you need to, he needs to sidestep like this. Like he was more <laughs> impacting like the um, just, the entire like the world building aspects of the game and that's why you bring in a dude like that and based on what they explained what the Elden ring and the whole idea of the um i believe it's like the tarnished um and how you play into that and then like the destruction of the ring that then brings you back from um was it purgatory uh that all of that um kind of lines up with something that i would be interested in playing and so because of that like just this interview alone was uh okay i'm I'm gonna probably get this game i was like on the verge because i hadn't i think i had mentioned this in previous episodes but i pretty much i think i've only beaten demon souls and in every game after that i've kind of played but not put down uh and so there was a bit of that like am i really gonna play this game like am i gonna enjoy like the first you know like 10 hours and then i'm gonna stop playing it um so should i just hold off but then reading about it and just like especially that part of um being able to summon that was one of the things i really enjoyed about you know the having more variety in the souls games where you could play as a mage or you play as an archer especially in demon souls you had so many options that you could choose uh many routes to go when it comes to combat and this game seems to have provided enough variety where i could really you know cater my experience in in i'm assuming what's going to be a very tough world i can at least uh, try to find a play style that's more to my liking. And so with that and the lore, it's, it's definitely, I'm, I'm sold on this game. How about
0: mm-hmm. so? um, yourself? I was 100% sold on it when it was announced. I mean, more, more Miyazaki, more from, you can't be. So yeah. you know, they could have put a turd in the box without put it in my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But they wouldn't do that because they only put out that quality, that piff. But there are a bunch of people who aren't exactly sold on the Elden Ring. There are a bunch of people who are out here hating. Yeah. We got Troll Little Week. troll
1: Troll Little little Week. week. Troll Troll Little Week. week.
0: So as you can probably tell, today's show is kind of sideways at Elden Ring. Yeah. From soft in general. Oh. First show says it looks okay. It just doesn't look like anything new at all. In a lot of ways. It looks just like Dark Souls 2 and 3 without shields. At this point, this is the only kind of game from software knows how to make. Good games. <laughs> the, the games that people want and yeah. continue to pay for <laughs> by the millions.
1: Games that people want to play so bad that they're demanding an easy mode. <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean we'll we'll circle back to that last point a little later because I believe another troll and two echoes a similar sentiment. But Next Troll says looks as bad as any souls game <laughs> well they're all great so yeah
1: so looks as great about. looks as great as any souls game
0: <laughs> next show says standard soft game
1: okay here we go
0: yeah so there we go that's kind of uh, like standard soft game this is the only game they know how to make you you see you've seen this a lot once souls really caught on and it seems to be Glossing over a couple of very simple facts. First and foremost, being that if Souls wasn't selling in increasing numbers entry after entry, you wouldn't be seeing entry after entry of Souls. It's successful. Why would they stop making something that's successful? Um, but the major point, which is the second point, is that none of you know what a standard from soft game is. And none of you have enough knowledge or experience with FromSoft games to sit here and say that this is the only kind of game they know how to make. I mean, there were console generations where FromSoft would make a dozen different games. I mean, let me thinking back to the PS3 era, they made Armor Core, they made Demon Souls, they made. <laughs> they made what Chrome Hounds, they made Ninja Blade, they published 3D.game Heroes. I think they started the PS2 generation with Evergrace. And they came from Kingsfield. From software is very well versed in making a diverse range of games. But you know what the problem with a lot of those games was? Y'all motherfuckers weren't buying them. (laughs) FromSoft kept trying different ideas, different ideas, different ideas, until eventually one of their ideas got really popular. So they kept mining that well, and it got more popular and more popular and more popular with greater demand and greater consumer, consumer praise, greater fanfare from the review community. They finally struck their note. And they wrote it. they wrote it out. I mean, uh, this, From Software ended up getting acquired by some company. Hidataka Miyazaki ended up becoming director, bringing up other directors beneath him. Just From Software really carved out a more than stable existence in the games industry since the original PlayStation when I discovered them through the original Armor Core. And, you know, just... Hardest working, most consistent developer that there is, probably to this day. And then, you know, fast forward over a decade, and they make Demon Souls, which didn't even get localized in America. It was the import scene and just the the unexplained fervor around that title, which generated the hype and the frenzy over their games, that eventually led to Dark Souls, which leads to Dark Souls Two, which leads to Blood which leads to Dark Souls 3, which leads to Second Row, and now Elden Ring. So get off this whole they only know how to make one kind of game. This is standard from soft. Y'all don't even know what that is. From software could out of nowhere just drop Armor Core 6. And because of their experience making the Souls franchise, because of their experience making the Armor Core franchise for what? Five numbered entries. An arena version of the game, expansions to each of those numbered entries, which saw like probably two or three substantial overhauls to the armor core formula over the lifetime of that franchise. They could drop armor core six at any point in time, and all you dudes would be like, "Whoa, where is this coming from? Six? I don't, I don't know." Uh, yeah, because you don't. Next, next troll says open world is so different, we totally don't have enough of that. Well, yeah, but you know what? We don't have any of open world soul, exactly. Now we finna get it. You know what? We don't have open world horror, (laughs) none whatsoever. And it's that's the easiest layup that gaming could possibly take at this point in time. It's like, yo. I understand that you get a much more handcrafted and just more controlled experience with a linear title. However, it's time for open world horror. It's time to just be wandering around and having just random supernatural events happening to you. Could you imagine GTA and you come around a corner and like a, a, a street light flickers out? Then it flickers back on and there's just a shadowy figure standing beneath it. Then it flickers off. Flickers back on. Shadowy figure's gone. You pan the camera around. It's right behind you. You start running. He gets you. But then you stab him take his money. (laughs) 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 I mean, there's there's so much potential. And they came close when they tried to do Undead Nightmare. But it's time for a straight up... Like, I want to see a straight up open world horror Metroidvania where... You go into regions, they're controlled by a certain like, super horror that influences the entire area and its contents, and then you defeat them, you gain their horror power, and that allows you to turn the horror back on the others. <laughs> mm-hmm. But y'all ain't ready for that. Next troll says, great. Another easy game of memorizing boss patterns, just like all the others. Ooh, how fun. Well, apparently, the, the games
1: are easy. <laughs> yeah,
0: apparently, it's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> With this continued and ongoing campaign for people to get easy modes in the FromSoft games, luckily, they have not conceded because they keep selling in greater numbers. They keep getting rave reviews, and the fans love them. I mean, hey, I almost beat Demon Souls what like a decade ago, and you know. Got halfway through Bloodborne, got increasingly further in Dark Souls, eventually got to a point where it's like, yo, I got to beat one of these. If I'm going <laughs> to justify continuing to buying them, plowed my way through Sekiro because that was just the right game at the right time for the right gamer. And yeah, man, looking forward to Elden Ring, probably going to plow my way through that. Just, yeah, memorizing boss patterns. That's awesome because those bosses, they look amazing. It's just a beautiful spectacle, that orchestral soundtrack motivating you through the high-octane experience and overcoming the challenge. Like, just, oh, man. I it's, mean, it's, people I, try to, oh, go for it. I
1: was just going to say, like, it's also just a thing of life. Like, they when you describe every boss battle, which is every every game bosses have certain patterns and you kind of learn them and then you adjust to that but in life in general you act like people don't have patterns like Mm you watch a ufc fight fighters pretty much they have their wheelhouse of moves that they can throw at an enemy or throw at another fighter and you see that play out in front of you and that's what makes it so interesting because you know there's that whole saying styles make fights uh and so the idea that everybody like just life in general doesn't have patterns that you then try to pick up on and then adjust to like that's not specific just to video games or boss fights so that i think that whole comment is pretty fucking standard in itself
0: (laughs) it's a trash comment because it's like like you said every boss battle in every game has patterns because every game has patterns because every game is a game (laughs) Exactly (laughs) A a game has to have rules Outcomes have to be predictable It has to be beatable And the only way for that to be the case Is if there's a defined system by which the whole thing Operates, they're called patterns So you figure out (laughs) what those are And you leverage your understanding Of it against it so that you Emerge victorious instead of getting that You died screen Mm -hmm. So it's Like, and it it definitely Mm -hmm. Trivializes what it takes to memorize those patterns. Yes, some people may have greater acuity when recognizing and remembering that stuff. Others may not, obviously, or they wouldn't be demanding easier modes. Uh, Me, I have a pretty high acuity with doing that. That's what got me through Sekiro, and that's what made me able to defeat so many bosses either in the first try or in the first few tries. It's You recognize those patterns, you find your openings, you exploit, you learn along the way, you make mistakes, you do better. But it's not as if the bosses are going to make it easy for you. That's a very tough thing to do while you're in a life-or-death conflict. So get out of here with that trash. Last Troll says, good, another game I don't have to get. Because For some reason you're required to get games like you got every new game you got to get it unless it somehow fails your expectations in some way it's like oh good i don't have to get it now like do you just go into every year knowing that you're going to spend like seven thousand (laughs) dollars
1: yeah yeah it was a bad year i did pretty well
0: (laughs) industry sucks i usually spend way more money than this
1: yeah uh yeah, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. just a bad comment, also. That's uh that guy who's like, Oh, I don't have to spend my money on that game. Good. It's like, don't you want every game to be like you want every game to be great? Like you shouldn't wish for failure on any game. Yeah. <laughs> like <Good. laughs> it, it kind of like they're always talking about like the consumer loses when yada, like when there's bugs or yada yada yada. So like why would you hope for a bad game? So
0: the, the consumer loses can- when a game is bad. Yeah. <laughs> The consumer loses when you don't want to buy a game.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: you're glad you're losing. Like another game I don't have to buy. Good. Uh, another thing that is just a waste of time. Like what? Yeah. I I don't understand these people, but that's why they're trolls and that's why I'm a man. <laughs> that's- that's why I made dub. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these shows it, it's the same old shit every time you get somebody coming out to talk about these souls games and these souls lights. Oh I'm so tired of it, franchise fatigue, open world fatigue, oh, it's just Dark Souls with no horse. Well, Dark Souls never had a horse. So that's some new shit for me. And that motherfucker looked like he could scale sheer cliffs. So I'm trying to be up on that exploring that open world, catacombs going underground, mm. forests, oh, just, ah, oh, man, I can't wait to see the sites and to see what From Software does to apply their aesthetic to the open world formula. Like we were talking about before, like, I want to be foraging. I want to be out in that forest and picking herbs or, you know, pulling bones out of something that I just killed. And suddenly something leaps from the trees and I gotta, it, it goes down from there.
1: Skeletons just start rising from the ground. Like you pass by like a gravesite, and you know like, oh, this is not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it would be so dope if like the, like take the scripted encounters from previous Souls games and turn them into random encounters within the real world. So it's not like you go here and the skeletons come out all the time. It's like, no, I was just walking along and then fucking skeletons came out the ground. That's never happened before. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Just weird horror stuff. Like, have have something come out of the tree. Have the tree come out of the trees.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the tree just starts swinging at you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The roots come up and like, and bind you in place.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could do some crazy stuff there.
0: (laughs) Uh, So many possibilities. Like uh, you see a flock of birds overhead, you go to the place, and normally birds overhead means there's things on the ground preventing the birds from landing. But you get there, and then the birds come after you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's Um, nobody here. Birds.
1: (laughs) And also, they got fangs. (laughs) Yeah, was it? Eagle eagle man. Yeah, eagle eagle man.
0: (laughs) Oh man! If they put in some banged eagles, I would love that.
1: Uh, that should be hot. <laughs>
0: well, yeah.
1: Fucking trolls. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah, any other stories? Uh, they do.
0: I mean, I do, but they're little hits. I mean, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be back on PS the, the PlayStation Store. Uh, that's also coming with the promise of it being improved throughout the year. Sony selling it with the disclaimer, letting people know, hey, it's still pretty funny. So you probably don't want to do that. Uh, Square Enix is talking about they want Forspoken to have the highest quality visuals ever in an open world game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe they're running this through, well, this is done with Luminous Productions. That's their studio. And they're using AMD's new FidelityFX super resolution technology. So we're going to see some pretty impressive visuals on display. I'm looking at screenshots right now that look like they're taken at the Grand Canyon with somebody in Renaissance Fair cosplay so yeah awesome and last but not least for the quick hits on the way out here rockstar is ending gta online support for xbox 360 and ps3 marking the end of the original gta online era amc how are you coping with this
1: Oh my god well i i can't play the game anymore because i only bought it on ps3 Oh man, and let, and let alone I only play on my PS3. <laughs> oh
0: man, if only there was some other console you could buy, or like some other kind of personal computing device you could construct or <laughs> purchase off the rack <laughs> and play this game, which is going to be released for it's going to be released standalone on PlayStation Five, Xbox Series
1: X. You could play for free on the PlayStation Five. <laughs> yeah. Where it will be supported
0: for now <laughs> and to the foreseeable future. Because GTA six is more than likely not shipping with a separate online mode while GTA Online is still getting them billions of dollars a month.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, this is uh one of those Like, come on guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know you're all about your with the, those one of those those, those games, games preservation. Yeah, those game historians where it's like, well, like then people won't be able to play it as it was. In its original state, one day, and it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, it, that's <laughs> the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could still play GTA Five. It's just, if you want to play online, you, you got to play on a newer console. And not even like a newer, new ish console. Yeah. And that's relative because you can still play it on the PS4. <laughs> so, yeah. a, game, a, a console that you can't even play Cyberpunk on anymore. <laughs> so, like, uh, the fact that, like, If you're upset because you only play that game on one console that happens to be so dated that you can't even play remasters of games made on that console on ps4 or (laughs) ps5 uh yeah you you just gotta live with that so um deal with it i'm sorry
0: (laughs) yeah got some comments from the peanut gallery here hard to believe that someday this will happen to world of warcraft nothing stays the same forever Uh, the guy says rockstar does not care about single player anymore even though put out two of the best single player games ever over the past eight years um see uh they should let you at least bring your character forward had no idea the servers for the last last gen were still going <laughs> wow <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the end of an era oh wait i forgot about the skyrim re- re-release incoming <laughs> yeah whatever it's it's whatever you're gonna be able to still play GTA Online. GTA Online ain't going nowhere. As long as the money's coming in, GTA Online gonna be around. So, if you're still playing a PlayStation Three <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point in time, get your shit together. All them Biden dollars and all them Trump bucks. Depending on what state you're living in, you probably got a million bucks to get get vaccinated. I think in California, we getting some more stimulus pretty soon. So you have no excuse especially if you still had a job on this time. So get it together. Get a cheap-ass console or upgrade to the current gen with the rest of us trying to make the future happen. Play games. games. <laughs> AMC, anything to add?
1: Uh, no, I got nothing else. You got any final words?
0: I'm all good on that front, my friend.
1: Yes, sir. Well, thanks again for listening to Control Issues. I am the AMC. AMC. let